0: So can we talk about dating for a little bit? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so did you have any dating patterns from when you were younger? Dating patterns. huh? Like anything like going after emotionally unavailable people. That seems to be a pretty popular one on the show when I asked that question.
1: Yeah, I feel like to. Yeah, because father was definitely emotionally unavailable. But no, not always. It's not the case. No, that's not a pattern for me this past date yeah was like that but i like again going back to like i don't hold space for that so then i was like what did i learn from it and i was like oh i'm not holding space and i'm gonna move on and just yeah it was very clear no not tolerating this
0: anything else like did you ever go for a specific type of person that you realize doesn't serve your well-being Two years ago,
1: I was in a six-year relationship and very powerful. I think every relationship is such a great... You learn so many beautiful lessons and it's very sacred. And I, I, I there's no like negative emotions. We ended on very good terms. I was like... But um, there was a lot of cultural clash because we're of different ethnicity. I went through a phase of understanding my point of attraction, how much of my... Attraction is based off of media conditioning of what I was told what was beautiful and what narratives were told to me as a little kid that we were in every movie, every book. So that's why this past dating was very interesting. I haven't dated an Asian guy since since like uh, senior year in high school. So then I attracted this, this guy who is the same age as me, also an entrepreneur, very, very brilliant in the startup world that was like a very beautiful thing it was like wow this feels really nice when i don't have to explain myself and you understand my culture because something that i think about as i'm in my 30s now it's like whoever i date i think about how would they assimilate with my family because my family is a huge part of my life and when i've been on dates of people who are like i don't speak to my family my sister i'm like what
0: it's a good question to ask as you're getting to know someone to yes. learn about their relationship Absolutely. with their family. And
1: that's kind of like the first thing I ask, like, oh, what's your relationship with your family? Big red flag when someone's like, oh, I don't speak to them at all. I'm like, what? I just, th- it doesn't resonate. It's not, it's with not me. what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, that's not what would work for me. So this past dating We only went on like three dates. Yes, emotionally unavailable, but the cultural appreciation was like very beautiful and made me understand like, wow, this feels really nice because I haven't had this for a while.
0: Yeah, that's the fun part of dating too is learning. Yeah, Like, oh, this feels good or this doesn't feel good. Yeah,
1: and nothing like negative. I think one of our mentors was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, like, no, there's two equal humans just understanding what they want and they they don't want and it's good to actually recognize and um, be honest with yourself it's fine i was like send you my love
0: and can you give some examples of the cultural clashes that you've experienced or misunderstandings
1: (laughs) well so my ex is french very european how you operate in life and what's important to you as far as values and like how you value your family and like things because like i think as asians you think about your your parents and where are they going to retire and how, who's gonna take care of them? Because I would never put my parents in a senior home. Like that's just forbidden. That's it's not, like, you yeah. can't, they've taken care of you. It's time for you to take care of them. And it, I'm, you know, I don't think just about myself and like, oh, I'm I'm gonna move here. And then like, bye guys. So that was like one thing that really kind of culture clash. My ex is like, move to Paris, forget about your career. And I'm like, mm, no
0: yeah yeah and so now are you dating right now actively?
1: I'm not actively dating, but I think like, I talked to you about this earlier. It's like just attracting rather than look. I'm not on any dating apps like I don't I don't it just doesn't resonate with me. I'm more energy. yes, I'm not. In physical spaces, it's not like we're going out and being social all the time. I'm very fulfilled and full in what I'm doing and creating. It's holding a lot of space. And uh, this is my time to build, and I recognize that. And then a lot of my energy is going there. And I'm happy. Like I'm I have beautiful relationships. And I think during this time it really reveals like who is at your corner and who really is here for you, you know? Not even physically, but just checking in and just like really want to be in your life because those people will show themselves. And I'll, it's it's reciprocal, right? You got to show up for other people as well.
0: Absolutely. But if someone did come along naturally, like organically, would yeah, you be open to it?
1: Absolutely. I'm very open.
0: And in terms of what you're looking for, how about what are some deal breakers from you based on past experience besides like family? What are some things that you are not looking for? in Uh, a life partner.
1: Well, we said family, so emotionally unavailable, like drugs, any addiction, like, you know, you can see those, like, I've been on dates when it's like, oh, you're drinking every time? Like, okay, this is a problem. Like, you know, Um, things like that. But it's just like, you know, when someone's putting in the effort and the work and will self reflect, when you do enough of the work, like you don't project your shit to other people, you know? And you recognize also like when someone else is projecting their stuff to you. I'd rather focus on
0: the things I want. The positive? I don't, yeah. you know. that's like such a negative yeah. question. But yeah. uh, it's also good to, to, to recognize, those, at least yeah. to save your time. If someone, yeah. for example, shows they don't have integrity, yeah, uh, that would be a matter. Yeah.
1: And I think something that really attracts me is like someone who has something that they are excited to wake up about. Because I have something in my life where I'm, I'm creating and I'm really, really excited about. Like I wish that for someone else. So then that, I am not their source of happiness. That you have your own happiness. Like I think a relationship is when two equals come together for the purpose of like spiritual growth. Like that's how I define a relationship. And I've got that from Gary Zukoff, who wrote Seed of the Soul. Beautiful, beautiful book. And it talks about like true authentic self, what that is.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I usually tell people it's good to be clear on what the purpose of your partnership yes. is, because it's different for everybody.
1: Yeah, and there's I- different stages because going back to Gary Zukov's books, he talks a lot about intention. And for me, intention rules everything I do in my life, whatever I'm building, if I'm getting on a call, if I, whatever, it's like, what's the intention of this, right, and sometimes getting clear with yourself. Sometimes people, if you get to the root of why they want to be in a relationship, I don't want to be lonely. When common. you just get really, really clear and and when you're comfortable in your own skin and you are able to be alone and be fulfilled.
0: It's the best feeling.
1: Yeah, and I think you should get to that point before you because then you like latch on to someone's like, well, you're not making me. It's not healthy. No, it's so not healthy and it takes work. And I was going to say all these people fantasize about relationship but recognize it's work. You know, I have friends who are in marriages and if you're not continuing to do the work and showing up fully and processing your stuff, it's a lot because I think something that I learned through my six years of relationships and after I ended the relationship, I told you I was celibate for a year. I was like, I don't want to date. I want to get back to myself because so much of your relationship is like a unit. We it's compromise I had to understand who am I now six years later from this relationship. I'm a new version of myself. I have new boundaries and I have new things that I stand for. I had to rediscover like, who am I? And then I think part of that's like second year, finally going into dating, like recognizing like, what do I want? What do I not want? And that's like the phase I'm in. Yeah. People need to know that.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And it continues to change too, right? Like I've been married, I've been with Pete for over five years now and you're constantly discovering the other person and yourself as well. And things change, your boundaries might change. Mm-hmm. And so you constantly have to check in with each other yes, and yeah. communicate. yes. And it is work, I will say it is work, but it's work that you, if you choose that person, most likely it's work you want to do with them.
1: Absolutely, I'm curious though, for people who are listening, give me an example of a check-in. Like how do you guys check in?
0: We did one recently uh, because he just started a new job. I had been out of town for a couple weeks helping my parents with some things in the Bay Area. And I came back and I just... I I, I haven't been feeling like myself lately. Okay, It has nothing to do with him. Yeah, It never does. It's it's my own thing. And it's good
1: that you you are honest with yourself.
0: Being honest. I always want the truth and I want to live my truth. And so whenever something is on my mind. I want to talk about it right away. That's something else that I've learned. I'm like, don't put it off. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's put this out right away. And so I I talked to him about it. And what's been calling me more is spending more time with my family, helping them during this time. It seems like the best fit. And he, I just checked in with them. Like, how do you feel about that? If I go up to the Bay Area more, it might be once a month, once every other month. Checking in, like how how are you doing with your new job? Like, and he's so busy with it, and I just wanted to make sure instead of just assuming and just being like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be up there, you know, every four weeks or something like that, just to talk about, just make sure, like, do you feel okay with that? Do you feel good with that? Yeah. And he's so lovely. Of course, he's like (laughs) he's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And we're just taking it a step at a time. There's just so many changes going on, and I've been feeling. I feel like it's kind of a delayed grievance from this whole pandemic thing. A lot of times. (laughs) Everyone
1: processes (laughs) differently because I I was the same way. Right when it happened, I was already in pivot mode. I was like, okay. And I launched, uh, you know, a new category for my business. And I was like, go, 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 go. I didn't have time to process. And everyone's like, how are you feeling? And he's like, yeah, I'm great. I was just working this past month. I was just like, what's the fucking rush? Diving deeper. Like, what's this like need to succeed? I'm already great, you know? So like understanding like, what is the intention behind what you're doing and getting really deep rooted in that. So you can show up not from a fear-based space, but this is my true intention. This is why I'm doing it.
0: Absolutely, and I think we're similar in that way because I dove into work when the pandemic started pivoting as well because I used to do photography events, the events industry basically crumbled mm-hmm. overnight. And I always wanted to get a book out and I knew what I wanted to write out. So I got the book out, dove into work. And I think with the delayed responses to, I, I learned that about myself in therapy. I think I'm just used to stuffing emotions down really deep that sometimes it takes me a while to recognize and for it to come out it is almost like always Mm. delayed for me
1: it's our coping mechanism i think also i don't know if you share it but like it's part of the immigrant thick skin don't share your emotions push through it
0: yeah have you been to therapy before
1: i have yeah
0: did you like it did you gain anything? Uh, it It was actually
1: going back to you asking about the sexuality. Like I went to therapy before I came out to my parents and the biggest and the greatest advice that my therapist gave me the years that it took you to come to terms with your own sexuality. You need to give your parents time to mourn and grieve and to have space because don't be mad if they don't respond in a happy or supportive manner because it took you so long, right? So I think that was really healthy going into it that I didn't have any expectations. I just shared my truth. And then I held my space. And same thing, like my mom took time to process because she parents have their own ideas of what they want their kids to be. She was like, what about my grandkids? I was like, mom, I can adopt I I have, I can have kids like, you know, it took her some time. But now she's like fully she she met my ex like she's are you dating? Like, you know, I'm like, no, I'm good. Oh, that's so yeah. cute.
0: Well, even to have those conversations with an Asian parent, my mom's not the first person I would go to to talk about. Would it be
1: your dad my, or your sister?
0: My dad, I'm more comfortable with because he's not as judgmental. He's very patient. And I... I just gravitate. I feel more safe with him where my mom would judge you more. She wants to fix things. Okay. So I don't feel like there's much space for me. Like if I I need emotional support, she's not the first person I would go to. Got she's it. really good at a lot of other things. Yeah, though. like yeah. She raised my sister and I had to be very independent. She just said, you know, I just want to make sure you girls can take care of yourselves if I throw you out to the world that you're capable. Yeah. I never want to. F- you to feel like you're stuck with someone and you know make sure just because like you don't have money make sure you make your own money all that i, I see that intention yeah. and i love that she brought us up that way
1: yeah it's like nice balance and that's why your parents are together
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes well it's funny they're divorced now but they okay. own their a, a company together they're really good business partners
1: oh wow yeah that's so that's really modern i like that that they can still stay as business partners have they fully processed and kind of let go of no?
0: No. <laughs> that was just they're the funny still... part because okay. they're very good business partners. They're both very good with money, professional in that sense. And my sister works with them full time. I just go in to consult because I'm the one who kind of needed more space. So I'm like, yeah. I'll, co- I'll come back and consult. When I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> but at work they don't talk about their personal lives at all. Yeah. They they were just brought up to never really go there with conversations, so there's a lot of unspoken and unsaid things. They don't talk about their current relationships. Like, I, that's a no-no.
1: <laughs> I love that we're talking about this because so you mentioned therapy and I talked to a friend recently, we went on a walk and her whole family is in therapy. And she said that her parents' generation, our parents' generation were raised in a different time. And going back to the coping mechanism, during that time, it's not how do you feel, it's how do I fix it? Mm -hmm. So that's why your mom's mentality of like, I remember my friend telling me that the therapist kept on asking, but how do you feel It's like, well, like she couldn't, she didn't understand. It's like a new language. It's like little kids learning a new language. What do you mean? Like I can I can access my feelings. You want to hear how I feel? It was just more like, what do you need to do to not be in this situation? That's where the hustle and like all of that comes from. It's fear.
0: Yeah. And it's just, it could be survival mode too. Survival. Like yeah. my, my mom, born and raised in Cambodia, she's a refugee. You know, mm-hmm. she, it was all about survival. How can we make money, get you an education? all that that was their priority and she's done experienced things that not even close to like the hardships that that i have experienced so
1: absolutely so
0: i gained a lot of compassion for where she comes from where when i was younger i didn't have it i I just didn't understand i was like gosh you guys i like blame mode right i was like gosh why are you guys so awkward with your communication and like all this stuff until i learned compassion for her that everyone's just doing the best that they can, that they know how. Our generation, like therapy and having social media and access to all these personal growth things where it's more normalized, we're so lucky to have that where they weren't doing that stuff at all, right? And all they know is how their parents spoke to them. For
1: sure. And I think that's the generational trauma that we talk about. And it's like even like watching my dad going through the process and trying to access his own emotions through his relationships you know like I see patterns and like you can see it because you're from the outside perspective but like when they're in it like they don't know they're just like suffering through it and I'm like oh I wish I can help you but I don't know how you have to like learn for yourself.
0: Absolutely. Do you think that from showing up the way you show up do you think that your parents have gained anything from that just by watching you?
1: Yeah I think that's the best way so like something that When I was, like, on my health transformation, I was feeling amazing, but, you know, maybe certain friends weren't, like, adopting the best diet. I wanted to, like, tell everyone, like, everything, you know, this label, do this. And then I realized someone just said, just live it and let people come to you with curious questions. And that's what I started to do. And, like, Everyone is a mirror. So like my parents teach me so much and sometimes they teach them too. And they're like, wow, how did you know that? I was like, well, you taught me this. (laughs) Like you're like, you know, like, yeah, super cool. I think just embody embodiment is really cool. A lot of people know and they read stuff, embody it. That means you have to live it. It's very different than like, Understanding things intellectually.
0: Absolutely, that's step. Well, the step one is awareness, Mm -hmm. right? And the introspection, the accountability for like, what am I doing to cause the life that I have? What can I be changing? Yep. And then you could seek things out whether it's books or a mentor classes things like that yeah are there some other books you would recommend you already did mention one
1: four agreements is very easy and it's like it's easy but to apply it is very difficult because there's some like the thing of like not taking things personally sometimes we get triggered and we're like that book is amazing four agreements by i think miguel don miguel yeah. yeah don miguel Ruiz. The power of now, at Guard's fantastic. Um, when we talked about magnetizing and like law of attraction, asking it is given by Esther and Jerry Hicks is amazing.
0: I listen to their YouTube videos in the morning.
1: Yeah. I mm-hmm. go between like personal development and like entrepreneurial motivation. And like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and like finance and like very <laughs> techy stuff. It's a nice balance. Make sure you have both.
0: Awesome. So one last question is for people who are interested in doing the work on themselves to get to a place where they feel happy, single and becoming that magnet and attracting what they want in life. What's some advice that you would give to them?
1: The first thing I can think about is surrender, because I think a lot of times it's like we get to this point because we're trying to control and manipulate a situation. Surrender and then be radically honest with yourself, which is very, very difficult. We're the only ones that know when we're bullshitting ourselves. You can bullshit everyone else, but you're the one who's going to sleep at night with yourself. So becoming radically honest with yourself is also you taking back your power because you're like reclaiming my power of, oh, I'm owning up to this and taking responsibility. If I got myself to here, I can do something about it. But when we're blaming and pointing the finger at everyone else, we feel like a victim and there's nothing we can do. So those are the two things, surrender and radically honest with yourself and then actionable steps. What's one baby step you can do? Just apply it.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on and being so vulnerable and so helpful to so many people. Yes. If people are interested in checking you out getting in contact with you, maybe sending you a DM? Uh-huh. <laughs> Where can they reach you?
1: Um, everything is under at Charles Chan TV. So yeah, just my name. At Charles TV. Chan
0: TV. And do you have a website that's your own personal website? Uh, CharlesChan.TV. T- yeah. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. We'll link them in the show notes. Thank you just so love. much for
1: having me. This is so much
0: fun. Thank you, Charles. Yes. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you've enjoyed the show, please give it five stars and write a review. It helps my rankings, and I really, really appreciate it. And if you're interested in my book to read or gift to a friend, it's called Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women, and it's available on Amazon. Have a great day.